You're listening to Social Media Storytelling. So we have Ayak, oh my gosh, I already said the name wrong, man. Jacopo and Alessia in today's episode. We're going to be talking about specifically YouTube and then diving in a little bit into social media. So they are, I, would, I want to say like the founders or the owners of Lazy Dancer Tips, whatever the channel owner of that. So um, if you guys could just kind of for the audience, it'd be cool to hear your story of like why you started Lazy Dancer Tips in the first place and for either of you. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having us here. It's a pleasure. And yes, YouTube. How did we start all of that? <laughs> uh, it was it was funny because I think like anything in life, every especially businesses and especially projects, they start from a struggle. That is the whole point of um, starting something new, something different, something that you want to, uh, you know, that changing the world or changing yourself. That's how it started. So. The fact that we were struggling, I put it that way, that I was a broke ballerina that, you know, in between jobs and trying to figure her life out, or I had an amazing career as a ballerina. And then I found myself in London, elbowing my way through auditions and teaching places. I just was not happy at that point. And I couldn't find a that's the funny thing is I couldn't find a studio either to rent out to teach myself or someone that would give me a job as a teacher when I was not performing. So I said, how am I going to do this? How, how, how are things going to happen if no one wants me or I can't find anything to do? And so this is when my wonderful husband had the greatest or in my point of view, I have to be honest, the most stupid idea I've ever heard in life, which was why a lot. you do, you do, <laughs> which was why don't we create a dance studio, a ballet studio online? And uh, we use YouTube as our form of, you know, getting that business running and going. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great idea and it's going to be very futuristic. And I said, as I said before, is the most stupidest idea I've ever heard. Because how can I teach ballet online? How can I do it through YouTube when I cannot be in the same room with my students? How can I give them corrections? No, I think it's a bad idea. But it wasn't, was it? It's one of those <laughs> situations where you are with your back on the wall and you either give up and do something else or you get ingenious and resourceful and you try something that nobody's tried before or at least... Nobody we knew. <laughs> Many have tried before because <laughs> it was 2016. And yeah, we gave it a go and we pretty much, you know, I've asked you, what would you provide the world with, you know, if you were a young dancer and needed some resources? And she, she came out with the most amazing ballet classes and workouts. And we just put them online just to see if it was going to have any traction. And six years later, it definitely did. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to, dude, every time, by the way, we've known each other for like three months and I still can't get, get his name right. <laughs> what were you doing at the time when you guys brought up this idea? Like, were you working full time or where, where were you at? I was kind of the reason why we were based in London, because I was working in visual effects for big movies, big companies. 
And there are only few places in the world where you can actually work on eye level. There is New Zealand, San Francisco, Los Angeles at the time, and then London was booming in the VFX. So I was there working on um, Double Negative, which was the big company I was working on, on, but I was working under cost and deliveries. So I would just work 8 to 15 hours a day, coming back home, talk to Alessia, being frustrated about the situation of my work, my job. Maybe you were in between jobs, so you were complaining about that. And so I or, was on making, or on tour or on somewhere. Tour somewhere. I was making decent money to work in London, to live in London. You need to make good money. Otherwise, you just don't survive. But mm. I mean, it was very stressful. So there was a lot of tension in between our lives. We needed to change it somehow. And we were pretty much forced to do something else. Also because I started thinking, I'm very stressful and I'm in my 30s. I don't know how much I can keep up because these young people just coming out of school, they can do what I can do faster, better, <laughs> and cheaper. So mm, like maybe we are onto something. We need to change and change perspective and uh, <laughs> find uh, new avenues. Dang, that's awesome. I love your guys' story. I, when Obviously, like the cool thing about YouTube, starting a YouTube channel, it's just like a business and any business is going to go through their struggles. When you started Lazy Dancer Tips, like when did you start seeing, I guess, first question, when did you start seeing traction, like subscribers, people watching the videos? How long did that take? Uh, it's funny because when I, when I think back, I thought we were going, we, we were doing badly. Like the first year we gained around, now I don't, I'm not exactly sure, but we were our, around 10,000 subscribers. Okay which now in retrospective was amazing, but I didn't know that because I had the idea of, are we going to, we're going to get millions of subscribers in a few months. So I thought, oh, this is not working, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> yeah. So I think the most struggle we had at the beginning, because you, you, you create lots of videos that take a long time, you upload them, you get very few views. And at the beginning, I think was, the, I don't know about you, but I felt like at the beginning was, really steep the curve of actually getting some traction I think, I think what we were struggling with was the fact that without even knowing like we didn't have a strategy we didn't know what we were aiming for we weren't we didn't really know what we were doing so we just kept on uh delivering content hoping that the revenue would actually you know, support us at some point but that didn't happen. And I don't know, I, obviously, we were hoping that YouTube would say, yeah, we're going to make millions out of that. <laughs> that was a great, my great business plan, by the way. It was not <laughs> a business plan. But hey, we've learned. We knew nothing. We literally yeah. knew nothing. Struggle, like the big struggle was to find a habit, find also, mm. let's be honest, it wasn't even finding the habits because we both come from... Um, two jobs where it requires a lot of discipline. And whenever we decided to do something, it was we need to do it well from the beginning. It was more trying to find the balance because we did not have weekends. We did not have a life. It was just working, working, working. It was either coming home from work and started working on Laysan's tips. Weekends, we would shoot um, videos in order for us to be ahead of the whole week. If I had to go on tour or perform somewhere, we needed to plan everything ahead. So we literally had no life for the first three, four years of, of Lady Zidane's tips. Yeah. Um, 
And that's what you need to look into whenever you're creating a business, whenever you're creating a YouTube channel, it is a long-term game. You will not expect to see the result within a few months unless you're really lucky, you really hit the target and you really have a plan and a business plan behind it, like you've thought about it all. But even then... Thinking back though, again, with what we know now, Mm -hmm. Uh, after about four months we started gaining about like four digit numbers like a thousand thousand plus and i think that's kind of the breaking point for a youtube channel to really become something that has got legs in terms of business as well which means you kind of validated your topics and then you can start building the back end of the business itself so it might not take you ages. It's just trying to do the things in the right way. And like Alessia said, balance with your life because it can really suck out the energy that you have if you don't know how to organize yourself. No, and I'm really glad you guys are realistic because people watch YouTube channels. I was just thinking about this the other day. So I have two kids and I can't remember what the channel name is, but it's just these two kids that play and they open toys. My kids love it. I'm like, it cannot be that hard to be to do this. Now talking to you guys, it's like, oh my gosh, like there's a lot of work in, that goes into it. And it takes time. Like even just our business, we're on like year two, almost hitting year three. I'm like, when is it going to like take off, take off? And we just got to be there for the long term. Oh, there's a few things I want to dive into what you guys said. But first, I think it'd be really cool to get like very tactical. When you guys go and record a video, could you walk us through like very specifically every step? So recording, editing, posting like research and then posting like the whole enchilada uh very detailed if you guys could that'd be awesome okay wow the whole the whole shebang can i can i jump into this because i think at times so now we have found a very specific way of working like we've got our own system let's put it that way even into finding the topic knowing what you're talking about or what the title is going to be and blah 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 which Jacopo is going to talk about this because he's very good with systems he loves the system I'm on the opposite side I'm the one that goes yay let's do things all right so the thing is that we started the channel with the yay let's do things because i had no idea otherwise how else to do it so whenever i created let's put it on the artistic side whenever i created the videos it was more what do i want if i if i were younger which then at the end it turned out that i'm i was actually talking to adult dancers but that's another topic we're going to talk another day maybe but yeah. it's, um, it was more the, if I had a ballerina in front of me, what would I talk about? What am I interested in? What, is, what makes me happy talking about? So that is the, I, it needs to start with something that you absolutely adore, you absolutely love, and go, f- go for it, right? So without really thinking about a structure. Well, you do have a structure, but you want to have a top specific topic. So thinking about your your topics as the things that make you happy and that would have been very useful for the younger me, all right? So that is the thing that you want to talk about. That was my artistic way to to come out with content, to feel good in front of the camera because it's never easy to be in front of the camera, especially if you don't know what you're talking about. You're a little bit afraid to start something new. And so go with something that is comfortable, something that makes you happy and that if you have someone else in front of that ca- on the other side of the camera would smile and say oh my gosh that is really helpful and thank you for sharing that that's the kind of reaction that you want 
But obviously, Jacopo, being the system guy that had everything sorted out, he said, okay, you've got the topic, you've got the happy, happy, yay, we're doing this, and we're going to put it into a system. Thank you for yes. mentioning all of that, because if in doubt, just go with what you love, because yeah. it's a transfer, transfer of energy anyway. It doesn't matter if you have a structure or if you get anything, everything wrong apart from this, this will be something you want to really think about. So assuming you found what you love and what you want to share, I would do some research on, on the YouTube homepage and I will start searching vaguely like keywords that are related to the topics that you love. So for example, if it's uh, what, we do, what we talk about, if it's fitness, let's say, are we, are we talking about how to put on muscles or how to lose weight or how to eat vegan. Uh, there are so many sub niches into your main niche. So you need to really identify what you really want to speak into in your sub niche. And the more deeper you can define this, the more ideas for titles you will get. Because fitness by itself, it's so broad, you will be competing with many other people. You want to find your sub, sub, sub niche, the subber, the better, <laughs> yeah. uh, at least at the beginning, so that you can maybe dominate smaller searches or be uh, recognized for smaller things. Then once I found the topic and some keywords that I want to use, then I need to craft a title. That's the first thing I want to do. So the title should be, of course, based on the keywords that you researched, but your video is not for robots. Your video is for humans. So you want to phrase the title for a human. And ideally, it should be between 50 and 17 characters, otherwise it get cut on mobile and all that kind of stuff. So once you find a, a title that, is, that it's interesting for a human that inspires some curiosity to know more, then you've got a killer title, assuming your research led you to topics that are really searched and they are trendy. So that your videos, even before you start recording, you know it's kind of going to do well because you've researched up from it. Then once you have the title, ideally you want to think about the thumbnail. So I'm doing everything in reverse here. So once you have your title and your thumbnail already in your head, actually already done, the video is going to be much better because you are going to be way more in line with the title and the thumbnail, which is the very things that make people click and find you. If you do this in reverse, meaning title and thumbnails first, your video will be much higher quality for the search intent and the click intent for anyone that's going to discover you. Then, okay, they found you. How do you make the video? The video is basically split in three to four sections, ideally. You've got the hook at the beginning, which is your first 15 seconds of the video, which are arguably the most important part of your video. You need to really make sure you clearly state why people are here and why they made the right decision clicking on the thumbnail. Because otherwise, they will have three to four seconds to choose to click away and watch something else. They've got plenty of choice. The video is your baby. It's not anybody else's baby. So don't fall in love with it. Just be brutal and just make sure you've got the most exciting 15 seconds of your video at the beginning of the, the actual video. Then once you hook them in, then you need to uh, deliver on the promise that you promised on the title and thumbnail. So that's your, that's your moment to experiment. And what we usually do, what I like to do like as a system, as a system boy, now. I like to have bullet points of the main things I want to talk about. 
what I want to cover. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't want a big script. I want bullet points so that I can record the little section of each bullet point separately. So it's easy for me to stop and check the script again. So it's easy to record. It takes me less time when I'm recording because I planned it beforehand. And then I record all of the sections of, of the content. I usually record the intro and the outro at the end of the video because once I've recorded the whole video, I know what I've talked about. I know what the golden nuggets are and I can have better ideas for the intro. So I record that at the end and I can make it snappy and enticing and I can think about the B-rolls after that. In the ending, this is a tip of the pro for anybody listening wanting to kill it on YouTube. The ending is your chance for your videos to become episodic, like on Netflix. You know, you've got the watch next thing. You've got the end screen at the end. So you don't want to end your videos with thank you for watching. It's because as soon as you say thank you for watching, people will thank you back and leave. You don't want that. You want people to stay. And what we usually do, we kind of finish the video in an abrupt way. And because we transition immediately into, if you are interested on this topic, let's say in this video, we explain why what, you, what you've learned is, um, is important and how you can improve in what it's been just already said. Watch this video right now. So they, they don't have time to leave because you've already hooked them on another video. So they will click on the next video. And ideally, if YouTube sees that somebody stumbled upon your video and then it watches one, two, three, four videos, that's when your content becomes viral. And there are many levels of virality, of course, but that's kind of what you want to happen in your channel. So think that through when creating videos. I gave you the whole soup in like, <laughs> how, no. many, how many minutes was it? <laughs> that, that was perfect. And there's a couple of things I'll touch on there even. So you said you're doing it reverse. And I think with any copy, like, cause I, I create landing pages and things like that. I write the copy before I even design the landing page. Because what, what I've done in the past is I designed it. It doesn't match the message at all. When I create the copy first and then I create the landing page or the website, it just turns out so much better because you know the things to look for. And then you're speaking my language, like literally speaking my language. So you do the longer form videos. I'm more of the expert in the short form videos. So we call it our one minute video guide where it's your hook, your message, and then your outro. And we even do this with our prompts. So we give you your intro, which is the hook. We then give you bullet points and we give you your message. I think the thing that I really want to touch on is uh, not having a script. Did you guys try with a script before? Because I don't like scripts. I like the bullet points. That's what I use because you should be confident in knowing what you're saying. And that's why I like bullet points. Did you try a script before? Like what was the process when you figured out bullet points work better? I have to be honest. I tried with a script. Even, even people are writing it for me. Because we've gone through that. I tried writing it myself, learning it by heart. And I have to be honest, it just came out so bad because it was the most, like, not even, it sounds like I'm at the theater and I'm just coming out with something that I have learned throughout this script. And yeah. I can tell you exactly that. I was like, no, 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 no. So I kind of ditched that because it came out so unnatural. Even if I tried it, I, I read it, I had it in front of me, and you can see it. You can see, you can hear it. You can hear it's not genuine. It's, uh, it just doesn't, it does, it's not quite right. So I'd rather, I'd rather find a way to 
know exactly what I'm talking about in my bullet points, practice those, even if it is uh, different wordings coming out, even if it is about speaking and trying to figure out different words, but especially learning how to, and I tell you this because it's very good for videos and editings and everything that comes out, how to learn to stop the um and the hum and the em and the uh, that is the most important part. So once you know what you're talking about, what your script, what your script in your head is, what your bullet points are, learn especially how to stop saying hum and hum. Then you're set because you can edit the video with the good stuff that you've just said. Don't be afraid also to practice in front of uh, your iPad or your phone or your, your camera, whatever it is. Try, practice, watch it back and see where you've gone wrong or what you can cut out or what you need to improve. The only way to learn how to speak in front of a camera or speak with even, even in a podcast or with people, whatever you got to say is to practice, 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 practice. And if you haven't practiced, practice more. All right. Because this is what it's any discipline, any, especially ballet dancers that know that you've got to practice to make perfect. It's not really perfect. It never becomes perfect, but you get better at it. You shared though something that at the beginning you were doing that. And of course, practice make per- makes perfect. But then you said, you know, when I started attaching faces or oh, at yeah. least like thinking about the comments that I receive and thinking that I'm speaking to these people instead of just the camera, you made the switch as well. So maybe also thinking about having this ideal audience in mind, which is one person, because maybe it's easy to visualize. It's also something that might be. Oh, it's helpful. very. Thank you for pointing that out. I missed you that said one. It. I'm I did. I did. No, I did. It's so true. But sometimes I go off the tangent and I kind of uh, talk about lots of things. But it's true. The camera becomes, at first, it is scary. You're talking in front of the camera and there's this black thing just looking at you and you go, oh no, why are you doing that? Stop looking at me. Even if it is a phone and you're looking at that phone and you see yourself, it just doesn't work. The moment you receive a message, the moment that you receive a comment, the moment that someone even gives you a little love, that little love is not, it's not just a love. It's not just a comment. It's a person that is on the other side that has seen what you've given them. And they've seen your videos. They've seen your content and they're waiting for more. There's almost like, I don't know if you, if you ever see my face, but is this cute little face, you know, kind of um, anime style in front of it. Oh my God, she gave me that. So you got to imagine that person just waiting for the, the next content and you're just talking to that person. And that person on the other side is the most exciting, excited person ever. Yes, you will have angry people as well, but ignore those. That's not your problem. You know, they're having a bad day. Forget about the bad comments concentrate on the good comments because those are the most important ones. Yeah, very good. Very important. Keep that in mind. I don't think bad comments are bad at all, by the way. And I don't want to digress too much, but I think if you get it, bad comments, it means it's the certification that you're doing something right. So just want to leave it at that. <laughs> I love that because sometimes I'll get bad comments. And I'm like, meh, well, I'm helping. Like, look how many people saved this post. How many people shared it? Like, it's one person, you know what I mean? So. And they're the biggest fans because they actually spend time giving you a bad comment. Yeah. Way more than somebody else would do. So thank you. 
<laughs> exactly. It's just helping your engagement. But I that was really cool because even for me, sometimes like I've been recording for about four years, short form content. Like I forget, I got to treat the camera like an actual human being. And I think like you guys said, practice makes perfect. It also takes time to practice to find your own voice. Like we talk in person, we don't think about it, right? I get on the camera sometimes, I'll stand up straight. I'll be like overly excited, just a ridiculous person that like I'm excited, but not that much. Uh, <laughs> so I just, it took me time to find my voice too, like to actually be natural. And that's when my videos started performing better. And then I kind of, I know we're heading up at 26 minutes, but I want to talk about lastly, just social media. How has social media helped your guys' channel? Like we're talking about IG Reels, TikTok, like the platforms instead of YouTube. Well, social media is the, is the lifeblood of everything we do. Uh, social media is the media that we should be on in 2023 and 22. If it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't even be here. I mean, that's, it's everything. And of course, at the beginning, we made one mistake with social media, which I'm going to say we wanted to be everywhere. So we decided, okay, let's use YouTube um, and then be everywhere. Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, send an email, then a blog as well. Why not? So I think we did like six months, but trying, trying to do all of that and it almost killed us. So social media can be deadly. So <laughs> at the beginning, we focused, we decided, okay, let's double down on YouTube. And that's how it grew. But then now we want to expand because the more verticals you've got on social media, the more touch points you have with your audience. And it is a fact that some people use YouTube in one way. Others don't want to spend their time on YouTube because they want to stay on Instagram. And we would miss out on Instagram people if we didn't post there. The same thing applies on any other platform. So I think uh yeah we're trying to balance the main one versus okay can we and also the important thing to remember is that every social media and every platform has got its different its own language and culture, so you yeah. and culture so you need to learn specifically what each platform needs it's not that the youtube video is going to work on instagram and instagram is not going to work on tiktok or vice versa so Every, it's up to us to understand what we need and how to deliver our voice, our content in the language of that specific social media. So it's important that, you, that we all know specifically each one of them. That's why we got in contact with Devon, because we need someone that knew the language of short form content and been a great relationship so far. So one thing that you mentioned too is like each platform behaves differently. And there was, I think I heard this like a year ago, I think it was our co-founder. He said, I can't show up to a black tie event in a t-shirt and shorts, or I can't show up in boxers or it's going to look weird. And it's funny, but it really is that way. Like if you post hat, if you post hashtags on Facebook, you look like a clown. Like you do not <laughs> know you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Just hashtags, like that little thing makes you look like you don't know what you're doing on social. So I love that you mentioned that. And so then I want to end with this. We've been talking a lot about like work-life balance, especially with video. And so I want to touch on like, first, how do you guys keep a work-life balance, especially when you were doing both of your jobs? And then second, I think you guys have probably faced creator's block. A lot of people have. I know I have. How do you get through the creator's block? And if you guys want to answer both or, or one of each, that'd be awesome. I think somebody said there's no such a thing as work-life balance. There is work-life integration. And I'm, 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 I'm afraid I don't remember who said it, but it definitely wasn't me. But I believe that because you've got to integrate it in your life. And 
you cannot just spend, okay, now I'm completely in vacation and now I'm completely working. You need to sort of find a way of cost and like do a little bit every day in, that is not going to overwhelm you over time. And I think we took a long time to understand that, especially when we were both working. And giving ourselves boundaries. I think that is yeah, the important thing is tell- giving, telling ourselves when to stop. Because otherwise, especially when it's your baby, it's your business, it's your thing, you never stop. So we put down boundaries as in we don't talk about it. We don't talk about work when we wake up in the morning. We give ourselves time to spend with each other. So we have coffee. We just chit chat about anything. We listen to music. Even though sometimes I have to be honest, it doesn't happen because I get excited that I've thought about something during the night. But, you know, I kind of I try my best. We need to stop at night at a certain time. Otherwise, we keep on working until later on. It's, it needs to st- like at some point, it needs to stop. Regarding, uh, regarding, regarding the blocks create like the creators block, which is almost like having that white canvas in front of you and go. I have no idea what I need to paint today. Yes. Right. So, so that's yeah. exactly that. Go for a walk. Read something that inspires you. Step away. Like the most important thing is step away from that white canvas because it means that you cannot give anymore. You are empty and you need to recharge yourself with something that gives you happiness in your own life because you need to detach yourself from what you've been doing up so far. It's almost, it's almost been in this wonderful forest. But you're so in front of that freaking tree, right? You've got that tree in front of your face and you just go, look at the forest. Someone says, look at the forest. And you go, I see the tree. I just see the tree. I see the tree. I was like, but there is a freaking forest around it. No, 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 no. You're wrong. There is only a tree. So the only thing to do is to have that person or you you by yourself to remove yourself from the tree in front of a tree and go for a walk and turn around and do something different. Because inspiration comes from the silliest thing that you do every day. It comes from something that you do with your kids or with your, with your family or by just walking around town or just talking to someone that has got nothing to do with your business and they do something totally different like a florist. I don't know. You know? So I think we overestimate how much active thinking we do. It's more like we do the active thing, thinking to set an intent. Then we need to let our brain actually get on the solution. And like you said, the only way to do it is not thinking about the thing that you want to figure out. And sometimes also being honest and, and ask yourself, am I trying to copy others and that's why I'm stuck? Am I really expressing myself? I'm enjoying this or not? And if you're not, it sometimes happened to me. I had to say, you know what? I don't enjoy this. Why don't we try something completely free from all the boundaries? And the excitement comes back. You know, we've done it very many times in in the past years and it it always worked. So this is, this is funny, but Alessia, when you're talking about like the white canvas and step away or the forest, I love to play basketball and there'll be times where like, I just can't, like, I can't do good. There'll be like a weak slump. I literally step away for like a week or two and then I go back and it's like the best basketball I've ever played in my life. It's because I'm overthinking it. I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh crap, did I, am I passing too much? Am I shooting too much? So when I step away, I like appreciate it, which is, which is like, I think you appreciate recording the video content because you're helping these people. So when you step away, 
And same thing for basketball. Like I appreciate it. So I have more fun. I'm not overthinking it. So I think with anything, business, a YouTube channel, social media, especially, there's so many videos you have to create and be overwhelming. I think just stepping away was, was awesome tip from you guys. Okay. Thanks guys for hopping on. This is such a fun episode. We're going to put your YouTube channel on here. Is there any asks that you guys have for the audience that's listening to this episode? Um, what do you want them to do? Oh, yes, we've got all of the websites over there. That's where you can find more about what we do, for sure. Uh, it's Lazy Dancer Tips or my name, which is impossible to pronounce, but <laughs> we've got it there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the exciting thing is that um, we are now thinking about doing something together on the business side. So we want to really condense all of the things that we figured out. We didn't invent anything, but what we experimented with and actually got results with, we want to help people with. So we will come out with new content based on what would we like to see if we were us five years ago and speed up the process of maybe reaching a six-figure on your online business. So this is what we're trying now to plan ahead for. So 2023 is going to be interesting. So keep an eye on our profiles because you'll have chances to discover what we have in store for you, for everybody, as many as possible. This could not have been a better episode because I think your channel, isn't it how to get six figures on YouTube? Like how to get to, or what is it again? Actually, we are, we are actually molding it into what, you know, finding our voice as well. But we really want to find a way for people to sell more, actually articulate what they have to offer to the marketplace. This is what I want ultimately people to understand. And uh, I think we can help with that. Because I think everyone is unique, especially those ones that start a business or are into business is because they want to change the world to yeah. be a better place in their little way. So we are going to try to make everything possible for them to actually happen and to change the world and leave it way better than we found it and so we are here we're doing that and hey we are in this together if we can help you know by showing what not to do especially how you know the struggles that we had and make the path way easier than we had it then you know come and join us come and join the uh, online uh, revolution a revolution <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because like even even for our business story like you think like you really think like who needs video content help and then you we go to people like you that are like guys this takes like hours every single day i could be making hundreds of dollars like in a day but instead i'm editing a video or trying to post it so i think like there's so many little things like even our company you asked me 10 years ago and i said you're crazy and I'm like, no, everybody needs this. Like, we're saving you time. We're making your business better. So it's just cool that everybody has their own way. And I love that you guys are doing that. But um, thanks, guys, for hopping on. We're, we're going to end the episode. And we'll see you guys next week. Sure. Thank Absolutely. you again for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For all things social media, visit us online at story.co. We'll see you next time.